0: This is People Like Us, a show about Alt-NBA alumni. Here's Rick Kitagawa from Alt-NBA 23. Uh, you are quite the, the renaissance man. You are a nationally ranked ski all player. You have this evil pin society that you've created. Um, and, and you teach at a university. Um, so you do quite a bit. Uh, I want to start with your... I want to start with...
1: Skiball how did you how did you get started with that sure um so ski ball for any international people who are unfamiliar is a american uh arcade game if you will where there's about a six foot ramp and you have nine different uh like plastic balls basically and you roll them down this ramp kind of like bowling and then it pops up into different rings and so each ring has a different uh s- Value, I guess, and you're competing to get the highest score. And I actually got started in this back when I was a kid because um, when we, my family would go to this California State Fair every year and, uh, you know, they'd give me my allowance to kind of go play games. And, you know, like if you go to a carnival, you have like darts, which is like $10 for five darts. And then I'm like, that would take me like all of two minutes and I'd be completely out of money. And then they had a skee ball a bunch of just different ball machines and it was like 50 cents a game. And I was like, oh, this is great. Like, this is the best value overall for my uh, small allowance. And so I would play every year and it eventually got to the point that they'd cut me off before I ran out of money because once you win like the big prize, they're like, you can't play this game anymore. And I'm like, can I give you the prize back? And then I keep playing because I I love this. Um, And so fast forward many years uh to about five years ago, um, I was in a bar with one of my coworkers and we we're just hanging out, having drinks after work, and then we saw a sign for a Ski Ball League. And I had known that there was a skee ball league, but I could never find enough people interested because, you know, there's like a team of three. And I'm like, oh, I don't know, really know people who are into this as much as I am. And she was like, Oh my God, I love skee ball. And I'm like, do you want to join the league together? And we can find a third person. And uh, we did. And that was sort of the start of my longstanding uh, second family with the brewski ball uh, community. And so now I compete at the national tournament and it's a bunch of fun and crazy.
0: You know, when did it, when did it move from just being like a kids game to being something that you, you, you were at, you were like working really hard to become
1: good at? I think it. um, I think it started off as just being like a fun thing to try out, and then I saw like getting into the league, and then you you see all these people who like take it really seriously, but are also having a really good time, and you see people who are really, really, really good at it. Um, San Francisco actually has arguably the best roller in the country who has won the most national championships individually, Um, and so seeing him roll uh you you're suddenly just like, Oh my gosh, like you can be really good at this, and I'm definitely not there and i'm I'm kind of competitive so um that that kind of really got me interested into it. um, the people, everyone I met was really nice and welcoming, and it was a really magical community, kind of like how uh I felt coming into the all n b a where everyone is just like, Oh, everyone here is." as one of my friends put it, you know, good people. So, um I think I kind of came for the game, and I ended up staying for the community, and that led me to want to put in a lot of time in developing myself both I guess as a person as and as a roller. And so I ended up just coming to a lot of extra events and I was always there early and I was always staying late and then I was meeting the more veteran people and asking them for advice. And um, it then kind of rapidly grew to the point that suddenly people in the league knew who I was and, you know, and then I got drafted for the national team and then that just kind of kicked off this, the same thing, but only on a national scale where now I have friends in Brooklyn and in Austin and Wilmington, North Carolina and Gainesville, Florida. And so now in LA and so there's all these people across the country who I'm all uh, you know, friends with and we all can bond over our shared experience. And so I think the people really is what got me to take it seriously. And I would say maybe pretty early on, I actually saw skee-ball as sort of a metaphor for life. And I think why I continue beyond the friends and beyond the competition is because I see it as sort of a kind of like a testing ground for my life in general, because it teaches you about kind of focus and discipline and um, like how to be a good person, how to be nice to people who, um, you know, like I'm fortunate that I I feel like I put enough of time and energy that I, you know, I'm, I'm generally better than most people. And so it becomes like, well, how, when you are kind of at the top of your game in some some way or some aspect of your life, what is it like interacting with people better than you what are what is it like interacting with people who are not as strong as you? Um, and I think it's just an overall great um, i guess sounding board and kind of like microcosm to experiment in in a very safe way that can then lead me to making bigger uh, and obviously calculated risks and adventures out in my non-ski ball life. Mm.
0: And I guess where what were some of those adventures that Ski Ball uh inspired you to
1: to to go on? I think joining the alt NBA in a way. Um I think I was before be- prior to joining the own MBA, I was definitely really confused and, and sort of feeling kind of lost. i not really sure where I want to go, where I wanted to go in life. Um, you know, I had started up a t-shirt printing business that was pretty successful, but then I left that to go into teaching and I really enjoy teaching, but I don't enjoy grading. Um, and so then I was like, and it also unfortunately doesn't pay as well as you might hope, especially since I live in the San Francisco Bay area. Um, so I was kind of like, do I want to go into tech or project management? And, um, I think I was definitely just very unsure about a lot of things, but I think kind of coming from skeeball in a way where I have to make calculated decisions, um, with every role sometimes where you're in a a highly competitive situation. It's like, do I risk, uh, going for the hundred? And then maybe I put my team back when I'm trying to make up points or do I go for the consistent score? Um, you know, how am I feeling like weighing risk and reward? And, you know, you're doing all this like with a kid's game. Um, and so then in life it was kind of like, okay, like there's this program. I actually had looked at the all NBA, maybe, I want to say maybe when it first came out, like I was a big fan of Seth and I was following them like pretty actively for a while. And then this came out and I was like, Oh, I don't really know if I could afford it. And then I looked at all the names of the other people on there and I'm like, Oh, this, uh, like all of these big companies and I've never really worked for a huge company. Um, so I was like, Oh, I don't think this is for me. And I just kind of never applied. And then, uh, this time it was kind of like, okay, like, you're, it's worth it to apply and then figure everything out after. And I think just like in skeeball before, I wouldn't go for the hundred to like make up points. I'd just be like, Oh, okay. I'm I'm not good enough to do that. I'm just going to roll safely. Um, And now I'm at my skill levels. I'm like, yeah, no, I can actually make up those points. I can, I can do this. It's a worthwhile risk. And I think that kind of helped me, push forward and actually uh, apply in sort of a mad frenzy to the MBA. NBA, even though I was kind of like, I don't think I'll get in. This is crazy talk. This essay I'm writing makes me sound like a madman, um, but I'm still going to do it anyway because it's about trying and not necessarily about the end result. So I think in that way, I'm very thankful for Ball for getting me to the confidence, I guess, to, Get to the All nba which gave me the confidence to do a lot of things
0: when when you talk about the like being drafted how how does that work is it so is ski ball a it it seems like it's an individual sport but is it is it a is it a team sport or how, do, how does the drafting work uh
1: so it's individual and a team. So you generally compete with a team of three. And then uh, there's like a team tournament at the end of every season. Uh, we're big on puns. Um, so at the end of every season, we have a, a team tournament. And then there's also an individual tournament, and which is based on average. And so that's kind of the same way that the nationals are formatted, where there is a team event and then there's an individual event. And so generally uh most people who qualify for the individual tournament also qualify for the team tournament because they're generally the best rollers in the league and then at nationals you kind of you have a coach who actually selects uh different people to be on the different squads of three basically and so um kind of my first year, I was rapidly improving. I was there all the time. And they actually, the coach was like, Hey, do you want to join the national team? And I was really kind of nervous because I knew that people were kind of thinking about inviting me. Um, and so I was, I had a lot of pressure on myself. So surprisingly, like I actually didn't do as well as I had hoped, but it was still well enough that they had faith that I could show up and, um, considering it was my first time at nationals, uh, we did pretty well. Um, and, uh, and so for me, it was just kind of being chosen, which, um, I know isn't a great metric of how to live your life, but, uh, I'd like to think part of being chosen was, was doing all of the hard work of showing up, uh, prior to that. So, um, I don't know if that, rambling answer actually qualifies your question. No, it makes <laughs> sense. It totally makes sense.
0: Um, I like how skeeball gave you the confidence to to, to take Alt-MBA. Um, I guess, what else have you been working on post-Alt-MBA?
1: Um, so, post all MBA, uh, I've been really focusing on the Evil Pin Club, and so it is a monthly subscription service, thirteen dollars, You United States, including shipping, where you get a uh, enamel pin mailed to you every month, and along with that enamel pin is a short story that uh, kind of describes the world that the character from that pin lives in, and 13% of the proceeds also go to charity of your choice from the selecting charities that I support. And it's called the evil pin club because, um, all of it kind of relates, uh, all, all the themes of the horror of the fiction, as well as the pins are all kind of monsters and horror themed. And so, uh, I kind of also have this idea in my head that, in monster movies, oftentimes the thing that we're scared most of, whether that's like the creature from the Black Lagoon or a zombie, um, a lot of people think those are the monsters. But in reality, in most films, it's actually the people, the other humans that are generally acting the most monstrous. Because like the creature from the Black Lagoon was just sort of chilling. Like he's like, I'm just like a really ancient fish man and I'm just hanging out. And then these people on a boat are coming in and like trying to hunt me. So it makes sense that he kind of goes crazy and attacks them. Right. Or like you think about zombies, it's like zombies are just hungry. Like, you know, they're just other animals getting food and it just happens that we are the food. Right. So, um, I've, I've had this thing in my mind where I wanted to create something based around horror that also, has a positive net impact in society. And so this is sort of the place where like evil can do good, right? Where you have the misaligned, you have the people who are seen as monsters when they're really just trying to be who they are. Um, kind of this idea of inclusivity and diversity and tolerance is something that I'm trying to build through short stories and creepy enamel pins. And so, as a creative, this is kind of like you know, I was like, oh, I could like try to start a nonprofit about diversity or something like, or I could just do what I love, which is making monster illustrations and try to channel that towards a better place.
0: And what was the inspiration for that? Like you, you, was it an alt NBA prompt or when did you decide this is, uh, you were
1: going to make these pins? Um, I had actually, so I took, alt-mba in july of 2018 so that's on mba.3 and i had actually started kind of half-heartedly in april um, of that year uh, in 2017 i actually had my first kickstarter and i was able to make a whole set of enamel pins um, that i was like oh this is pretty really cool i kind of like this process it lets me make things relatively quickly um I can kind of design and then I have a factory make them for me. And then that led me to being like, oh, it'd be kind of cool to do this all the time as, as opposed to like these big sprints that are Kickstarter campaigns. Um, it'd be nicer to have something kind of more consistent that I can constantly make these new things. And so I was like, well, how can I fund that? Well, through a subscription club of some sort. And when I start, started the Alt MBA, I was kind of like, oh, this is a thing I'm doing, but like, eh, I don't know. And then I think that was the idea of growing the evil pin club was my, uh, P one part of the goal setting. Um, and, or one of my two different goals and that sort of carried on. And I think what the Alt MBA really showed me is how much I care about the project and how I should be seriously. And, um, Really kind of put some energy into it as opposed to just being like, Oh, this is just this thing I do and la di da kind of thing. So, um, so I think the alt NBA was really impactful in uh, pushing me forward to take it more seriously, kind of having me look at the why behind it before I was like, Oh, I like monsters. And then I think the alt NBA was crucial in really having me develop a stronger narrative about this. Um, like, why do I like monsters really? And seeing the humanity in them and what does it mean to be different or to be, you know, persecuted? Um, and all of that, I think, uh, was really crucial in kind of me finding a reason to continue on with this project as opposed to just, being like yeah. just deciding what to do versus me trying to really push forward with it and, and to grow it as a business.
0: Yeah, it's a super interesting project. I especially love how you've 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 taken something and and flipped it on its head, you know, evil can do good. Cool, thank you. To close the show, I have one question that I ask everyone I talk to. It's uh one of the goals of the show is to help all NBA alumni connect. So how would you fill in the blank? Reach out if blank
1: I would say reach out, if, especially if you like monsters. If you're just like whoever you are, if you're into like horror movies or like horror fiction or just like scary stuff, comic books, graphic novels, whatever. um, I would love to just kind of chat with you about any of that. Um, And reach out if you are a creative of any kind or someone who would like to be creative, who wants to talk about the creative process um whether that's if you want to be more creative in you know sales or project management or the more traditional like i like paint or sing or dance or um illustrate yetis i don't know um any running podcasts right uh any sort of creative outlet if you want to kind of just talk about being a creative and what that means and how to be more creative. I'd love to chat with you more about that. Um, And if you have any interesting tips or things that you think I could be doing better with the evil pin club to make it a larger success, I would also be very appreciative if you reached out about that.
0: Well, thanks Rick for being part of this community and, and for art that you make.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much, Covington. It's been a pleasure.
0: Thanks for listening. Check out the show notes for ways to contact Rick.